What up, peeps? This is Alyssa, and I'm here with my co-host and faux little bro, Andre. And welcome to another episode of Teachers Like Us. This Yay! is weird. We did it. I, I like, glanced over to you. I was like, oh, snap, I can actually see <laughs> <laughs> This is our first podcast in person since, oh, gosh. Like, 2020. Like, Mar- when we did that last episode, like, March 2020. March 2020. We, on- we are in the same room, in the same building, all up in each other's grill. <laughs> but not socially distanced. So, socially like, distanced. We're a whole teacher part. Socially distanced. I still have on my mask, putting it out there for the world. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be able to hear it in your voice. So yes, we are still physically distanced. Andre is more than two feet from me. Oh, like sixty-five. <laughs> sixty-five. <laughs> <laughs> but we're in the same room, so this is cool. Um, so. Thanks for all the feedback and the love on our first episode back. That was hilarious. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I got so much good feedback on that podcast. I was like, it was hilarious. Okay, good. That means I'm still funny. That's that's a good You know it wasn't you. <laughs> you know they only come for me. Uh, yeah, um, when I saw the the numbers after what a couple of days, I was like, Oh snap, people love us. Oh, thank you. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> we back, baby. Um, so yeah. What are we talking about today? Um, uh, our main topic for today, we might get into some other stuff, but our main topic for today is um, yesterday. So that's January, what, 19th is yesterday? Yeah. For us, um, Peel District School Board, which is a school board that we work for, they put out an announcement saying that um, they are canceling exams at the high school level for this year. Dun, dun, dun. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, it's not like I was genuinely shocked. Cause I was like, oh, I would never have thought of the day that, in, especially in high school, where it's like, you know, um, you do your twelve weeks or whatever it is, and then it's thirty percent of your mark is an exam. I would never thought they'd be like, okay, we're canceling that, we're getting rid of that. So I thought it'd be a cool thing just to talk about. Like, do you agree with it? If there's any any issues that you have with it or not? Um, truthfully, I never liked exams anyway. I don't think they're an accurate uh portrayal of a student's um a level of intelligence b um what they've retained uh for the year i think it's a really difficult thing to go through the term you're learning all these concepts you think you have a grasp on it because you're doing it kind of bit by bit and then all of a sudden they're like you now need to tell us everything that you remembered from the whole term on one (laughs) exam and then you're like uh like I, from a teacher perspective, I think it's kind of nice because then you have like this big chunk. You're like, okay, good. This mm-hmm. is like what you know. But from a student perspective, I think it sucks. And I hate it as a student. Like I don't test well. So I never felt good about an exam. See, what's crazy for me is um, I put it up on Instagram and put like a poll and people that like hit me back with actual messages, not just answering. Most of them said exactly what you said that they're glad that it's not there because they themselves are people who normally don't test well mm-hmm. and never tested well in um in high school and i had one person that said to me like hey i sucked at handing in my assignments i was barely in class but you see that exam 90 <laughs> percent because they were they had the ability to sorry for that interruption <laughs> they had the ability <laughs> to uh 
study like the night before and literally just retain all of it to spit it back out on that 10 page paper that they had precisely my problem the fact that like the night before that's when you were like ah let me try and learn everything that i was supposed to be learning all semester um yeah i don't know i don't love a test uh actually i was checking my email actually while we were talking because uh, I just got a message from Dufferin Peels, less a Catholic district school board mm. um, in our area, and they have decided to pause formal participation in the grade nine EQAO uh, mathematics assessment for the remainder of this school year. That's big. Yeah. Uh, they said teachers of grade nine mathematics will have students work through the practice test that EQAO provides um, as it's a rich learning experience, but they're getting rid of the formal testing. That's big. I think. Sorry, I'm I'm conflicted. Like it's okay. big, but at the same time, because of the pandemic, you had now grade sixes that have never seen that test, mm -hmm. and you've had grade threes that have never seen that test. Yep. So of course we're gonna get rid of it in grade nine because now we at the high school level are going to look bad <laughs> because at, in elementary they've never seen this test before. At least, um, I know for us because we teach in the middle school. Like as much as grade sixes are quote-unquote scared mm -hmm. of the the test when it comes around in what is it march may times yeah um even though they're scared they did it already and they just know that it's going to be harder but i've done this already i've sat in class for a week and looked at booklets of language and math yeah and i'll be okay i can pull i can do it and as us here as teachers have to be reminding them like hey it doesn't mean anything it doesn't mean anything Every just do the time. test please so that um, the people can mark it and say that <laughs> the the kids in Ontario are smart or they're dumb or they, <laughs> they, they need to do better in language or need to do better in um, math. But now we've been in this place because of the pandemic where these kids have never seen the test. So now for them to be in high school and have the pressure of high school and then on top of that now have, boom, this big test coming up. Mm -hmm. Of course I would get rid of it. I teachers have been saying since the inception of this test <laughs> to get rid of this test. Um, nobody likes it. Students are upset. Parents are upset. Like teachers are stressed. And then there is this push. They're like, don't teach to the test. Mm -hmm. um, but inevitably people are teaching to the test because you never want, it's not that uh, teachers are teaching to the test so that they feel good about it. It's so that when students look at this test, they're not like, I don't know anything. So exactly. you, you end up teaching to the test a little bit to prepare the students to, so that way they're not crying or else like, again, if you've never been in a classroom, especially of like grade threes or grade sixes, mm -hmm. even grade nines a little bit because it's new for them in terms of like high school, that's a freaky thing to be like, there is a standard standardized test. Everybody in the whole province is doing it and you're going to be <laughs> ranked. Even though you're not going to find out what your ranking is, you're going to see your mark and you're going to know whether you're a level two, a level three, a level yeah. four. And like it stigmatizes them at the same time, because all of a sudden when students are getting back their marks the year later, they're like, oh, I am a level <laughs> four student. I'm like, OK, maybe you were a level four for that test. But like exactly I, for the week, for the week, <laughs> right? like what if you had a good week? What if you had a bad week? Mm. Um, then all of a sudden you're a level two forever. Like I just. I don't like it. It doesn't sit well with me. It never has. Um, I don't I don't know really what the purpose is other than um, almost like, and I don't want to say accountability because accountability makes it sound nice. It's like spying on teachers almost. <laughs> like 
You're just trying to make sure that we are doing your curriculum that you set forth, which is usually garbage. Mm. Let's, um, let's be honest, because like, again, we've talked about the curriculum before and this idea that, you know, the curriculum is or was a bunch of people kind of gathered together saying like, these are all the things we think kids should know by the end of this grade. Mm -hmm. And anybody who's actually had to teach the curriculum knows that that curriculum is impossible to get through. You can't. I I don't even think the word impossible actually defines it well enough. Yeah. Like there is in point like me right now, (laughs) (laughs) because I teach an online grade eight class. We're coming up on report card time. Who has done history? (laughs) no, Maybe halfway through strand A by now. <laughs> and, and it's been, what, four months. But no, it's impossible. Yeah. There is no one ever that is getting through everything. But you will he- hear teachers still kind of, like, fuss over it. Like, ah, I'm only this way through here. And, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't allow us necessarily to teach greater concepts. Um, the curriculum really, I think the curriculum document should be a guide, like, here are some overarching concepts um, instead of like, here are your overarching concepts, but here are all the little minute things that you have to teach within <laughs> this concept. Cause then you're like, whoa, 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 wait. Um, so yeah, not, I, I don't like to get back to the test idea. Um, good. Scrap it. Scrap but all the tests. I was going to say like, even with the EQAO test, like as much as they're, they made it to like spy on us. It's not fair. Like you, you, it's not fair to you teachers. Like I'm being a grade six, like especially a math teacher, because I've been a grade six math teacher administering this test. It's not fair. The you you as a teacher, and I'm sure a lot of the teachers that listen to us here, you try and do a the best that you can to like you know represent your kids in the classroom and have exemplars and stuff like that all over your room. But EQAO time, no, back to dungeon cell. Yep. Uh, it's white walls a kid raises their hand you can't help them at all right so it you we set the kids up and say like look at all these supports we have for you Mm -hmm. if you ever need a reminder look there's a little chart that we made together it's on the wall to no nothing sit by yourself try and figure it out yeah and that's a horrible place for any any student to be obviously some people are gonna excel and some people are, are going to just not do well just because of the fact that it's a test in itself but you're not really setting them up to actually show like a true version of themselves a a true version of themselves might be maybe you instead of it being a week-long test maybe it's hey we're doing this package in i don't know october Mm -hmm. and then we do another package in thing so it's one day maybe not even the whole day maybe it's an hour fill this out it's on something that you were learning in class at the time and you'll be able to figure it out type thing. And if you have questions, you can ask your teacher, blah, 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 blah. Yep. But the way it's designed, I would, I would have gotten rid of, especially EQAO a long time ago, the whole high school testing, I'm not 100% with the uh, getting rid of it yet. Everything, throw it all away. <laughs> I think though, um, the other piece that I have a hard time with in terms of like testing in general so EQAO and exams is this idea that you are working in this silo. Um, mm. And we really work hard to teach collaboration and people are like, well, that's not the real world. Actually, it is the real world. Regardless exactly. of <laughs> how you're collaborating, you, even if you're collaborating with Dr. Google, like mm-hmm. you are literally going to find information. So that's what we should be teaching students is how to be resourceful and how to figure things out, not how to memorize something because 
like again I often say like I don't remember what I learned in grade seven or eight um <laughs> like I barely remember what I learned in high school or even during my undergrad I'm not gonna lie I took courses <laughs> like you're like what'd you do in that class I don't remember like Facts. um and that's because of the way that we were kind of raised in this culture of like mm-hmm. exams tests like remember all this stuff the night before and I'm like cramming cue cards but I couldn't tell you any of those things now um and so yeah I just feel like if we're really teaching to the real world we need to be teaching students how to find information not how to memorize information like in your job as an adult what are you memorizing student names and even those you're not really memorizing you're learning them over time like you're putting a face to a name and like figuring that out but other than that like what do i have to memorize in my job am i memorizing codes i couldn't tell you there are school codes for (laughs) each high school um and elementary school Mm. i have them on a post-it like by my desk i'm not gonna sit there and memorize the numbers to remember like one six two one is this school not five three two eight like Like, even if i'm looking at our like contact list for phone numbers like i know i call Alyssa often you think I remember the number? I, I always have to look at it. I don't know the number. Yep, same. Wow. Um, <laughs> the perils of being in a classroom. Andre had this paper covering his door. Just fell down. So. Yeah, for no reason. <laughs> Nobody touched it. No one at the door. Nothing. So, yeah, like, again, I think building memory capacity is cool. Um, and there are things that you can do to help that along. But I don't know that a test does that. I know, like, in teacher's college, you know, you're taught the whole, um, what is it, like, as learning, of learning. Mm-hmm. For learning. For learning. Like, you're taught those things, and obviously that um, final is, like, okay, we need to look at wh- how do you know that you learned this? Show me that you learned what we were talking about. And that's where that whole test exam comes in, because for the most part, there's no other way to say like, okay, by yourself, tell me what you learned so far. You'd have to sit on in front of this piece of paper or in front of this cognitive task mm-hmm. and do it by yourself. Yeah. Right. But, um, I'm of the mindset like I don't. I'm not a hundred percent with like get rid of some sort of final. Like there needs mm-hmm. to be some sort of. I think there needs to be some sort of final, and I swear, I don't know how much it needs to be weighted, which is weird because even today um my my online class they did a history test and one kid he was like hey mr and before the test starts how much is the test going to be weighted towards my um <laughs> my final mark so far i was like what no <laughs> this is a high school <laughs> i was like we don't do that here <laughs> doesn't i was like even if it happened in the school this class it's not happening i'm not waiting <laughs> a multiple choice online test for you sir it's not yeah, it's not no. happening no sorry Right. So like I think there needs there should be something, but I think we should more heavily weight the things that are going on as the kids are learning. So as you're working together, as you're um deconstructing concepts and putting together thoughts and working with the kids that are um in your classroom, whether you're working on a collaborative project or something like that, that's what we weight at the thirty percent, forty percent of your mark or whatever it is. And then maybe this final exam is kind of like um, just it's just less. It's just something to say, like, hey, do you know, do <laughs> you know or do you not thing. know? <laughs> like, you might know it, but do you know it? Like right now, if I drill you gun to your head, no. What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how like, did we get here? <laughs> if you're kidnapped, they're like, what's Pythagorean theorem? Like, do you, <laughs> do you know?
Joey. I don't remember. <laughs> What's the Y equals MX plus B? <laughs> oh my god! Like so, there needs to. I think there needs to be something like that, just so that it. I don't know if it helps keep your mind sharp or something like that. And again, I'm talking as somebody who tests well because mm-hmm. I'm good at memorizing stuff. I've had. Um, I've told people al- <laughs> along the ways of my undergrad that I almost got kicked out of school because I didn't have the money to go to school. And so I didn't have money to pay for my textbooks and stuff like that. So me being in class and listening and trying to memorize everything that's said so that I can, you know, fly under the radar. So I'm like, ooh, look, I'm passing. Nobody's asking me where the money is for the course that I'm in. I'm passing the course, right? Um, so I've been, I've, I don't know, I've adapted myself to be good at testing. Mm-hmm. And all, and I've it's something that I've always been good at. So it's not, so to say like, ooh, get rid of it. And it's like, ooh, no. But now, that's my like, that's my time to shine. If I wasn't in class, if I wasn't paying attention, or if I didn't like my groups, I decided not to do the group project, and I got zero for it or something like that. Me by myself, now I get to shine and show you that I'm this eighty ninety student for the current forty percent of my mark. I think that's where. And again, people are going to hate this, but like that idea of differentiation comes in place um, or comes into play, however you want to say it. Um, (laughs) Because if you have a kid that's like, ah, just test me, then just test the kid. I'd have been like, okay, fine. So you just sit here. Here's your test. Go about your business. Um, But then if you have a kid who wants to come up to you and tell you about it, because I was that kid. Mm -hmm. I was like, please don't give me this test because I'm going to panic. But if you want to have a conversation with me, I'll tell you everything I know mm-hmm. and I'll be able to do it that way. Um, and so as much as it pains people to hear this idea of like differentiation, especially at the high school level, well, they're they're just now high school teachers. Just calm yourself before I can <laughs> I can already hear it in the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. like She doesn't know she's not here. You're <laughs> not in our classroom. <laughs> you don't know if I'm differentiating. Look, you have had academic and applied for you know, forever. So mm-hmm. maybe you're differentiating, but you haven't had to differentiate from like a spectrum. Yeah. Um, and so now that you're having to do that, like maybe we'll see a little bit more of that, you know, let's try this, let's try this. Whereas that's what we kind of do at the elementary level. Um, we're like, okay, here's your choice board. Yeah. And again, you guys probably do choice boards too. I don't know. You peeps probably do choice boards. Someone's going to yell at me. I'm, I, <laughs> I already feel it. Like, <laughs> why are you blasphemizing high school teachers? <laughs> okay. We still love you, high school teachers. Um, so, yeah, I think, again, it, it takes a little bit more work, but buzzwords, differentiation is key. <laughs> <laughs> This is for all the student teachers out there. Remember the word. Know what it means. Right? You better come to your interviews correct. <laughs> I've had actually a couple people ask me, as I segue into something completely different, um, about how they, like, what are some things they should say in an interview? How do you feel about that question? Do you ever get that question? Do new teachers come to you and like, what do I do in my interview? I get that question all of the time. And what do you say? I, and I think the reason why I get that question all the time is because you see me working. So clearly I'm, I'm doing something. <laughs> something's, you see me rolling. <laughs> something's going right for the most part in these interviews for me to continue working, especially when I was just a supply teacher and then moved into LCO role after LCO role. Mm-hmm. So um, I get that question all of the time and I rarely know what to say. So what have you said in the past though? I, um, 
Well, I know here we usually have, when I say here, I mean like the school board, not this school specifically, but there's usually like a general set of like five, six questions, mm. no matter what um, position you're going into, as long as you're a teacher going for a teacher position in a school, you're getting these five questions. Interesting. Things I right? didn't know. Yeah. And the five questions are lit- are usually around like, you know, uh, classroom management, um, your how would you like deal with some like a difficult uh student mm-hmm. or a student that didn't want to learn or didn't want to do this for you or something like that um there's now as of late there is um for you to talk about like uh your equity work or yep. what your equity journey is um we've had talks when um modern learning was like at the forefront yep. forefront um there was questions around eml and like what you were doing in your classroom mm-hmm. Um, to promote like uh, modern learners. <clears throat> Sorry. So the questions themselves are usually the same. And to be honest with you, it's really hard to answer the questions as like a new person out of out of teachers college. Yep, for sure. Because you have to pull from helped experience. Like when you're when you're doing your practicum, like yeah, you're doing things, but there's a teacher right beside you. So a lot of the things that you're doing is because they said, this is how I do things already. Yeah, it's true. And you got to, you have to follow. And it's, e- it's not even, you have to follow it. It is easier if you follow it because you're only there for five weeks. Why are you going to mess up this person's whole um, math unit <laughs> <laughs> for them to get there, to switch their kids back into their mold once you leave. Right. So it's really hard when you're coming out to kind of answer these questions. And I, that's one thing I had difficulty with, especially as soon as I, um, got on with the peel board is like okay when i go into answer these questions i don't really know mm-hmm. what you guys are looking for me to say because my experience is not even from working in this board because i haven't worked in the board that long it's from when i was in teacher's college yeah um so every time i get this question um i always say to the person well what are you doing like in mm. your spaces <laughs> i ask them because i think it's really weird for people to ask me like what do i say i'm like I don't know you like <laughs> to tell you what to say. What if you're a really garbage teacher? I'm giving you the best advice and then you're going to go get a job and be garbage in the classroom. <laughs> I don't know. Like you got to pull up the stuff that you've been doing, like, or that you think you want to do. Like there's no harm in saying I haven't, but yeah, this is what I see um, because they just want to know what, what your plans are, like how you plan to come in and, and help these children, um, these students rather. Yeah, it's always um, one thing that I learned is that really the principal and vice principal that are interviewing you, they want to know you. Mm-hmm. So as much as you can be yourself, and the way that I learned this is really funny, actually, the way that I learned this, I did an interview. And when I finished answering again, those five questions, they give you like a, hey, do you have anything else that you want to share with me? And I looked at them and I was like, hey, I know this one, not good. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. I I was like I was I was I had my paper. I was trying to memorize what I wanted to say to memorize, you. Memorize, see. Yeah. I'm trying to memorize what I want to say to you all, and I'm mixing up like I answered like my answer for question two was put at question four, and I and I remembered it halfway, but I can't go back. So I know this one's not good. And for that one, I said like, hey, even though I didn't do good under this like stressful situation, um, take the time and call my references. Mm-hmm. Because, again, that's where you're really going to hear me. Yeah, and, I don't and know how I feel about references either. That's, <laughs> I think that's for, I, 
I, that doesn't work for everybody. Sorry, yes. I'm putting my words together. That that doesn't work for everybody. It works for me. I agree. I think that would work for you. Right? But I think also you can finesse that and have them for call sure. like random people. But anyway, go on. <laughs> for sure. Um, but again, that was my lesson to say like, hey, when I go into these interviews, like, ah, one like I'm not memorizing the the perfect buzzword for you guys to hear. Yeah, I'm gonna talk and tell you about what I'm doing, and eventually you're. The, the buzzword you'll hear. Yeah, I agree. Because I'm doing it already. Yeah, I, whenever I went, or when I went for my interviews, when I was getting my permanent position, which was a decade ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is aging or so. Old lady with gray hairs over here. Right? It's true. They're highlighted now. Ooh, baddie. <laughs> Ooh, baddie. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, when I went in for those positions, I was authentically myself, like very much who you hear on this podcast, who we like mm. the person you talk to. Um, and they loved it, like ate it all the way up. And I was like, okay. OK, good, like because this is who you're getting in this position. I'm also a smiley person by nature. Mm. And like I like to laugh with my cackle, which you all hear. So um, that seemed to work. I think the only thing that I do different in an interview versus now is my dress is like all the way different. So when I started, I used to dress uh, a a little bit cooler, um, but also a little more dressy. Mm -hmm. Um, And now like blouse and skirt. Oh, never blouse and skirt. I was (laughs) never that person. Okay. Um, But like I would wear. I would wear like outfits. Like I would put together. I used to have like this leopard print dress. <laughs> Are you dumb? It had like long sleeves. Yo, the dress was okay. Probably this is like fingertip test. It was probably like at my fingertips. But again, I was a much smaller person, mm. less like babau. Um, <laughs> I would wear flats, but I would wear like jewelry mm. and like I would look really like cool teachery. Um, now, if you saw me today, I am in. <laughs> an oversized plaid sweater i am in converse uh i'm in tights and i think that's the only thing that maybe would shock an employer like me interviewing versus me in person because mm-hmm. um and it's funny i i don't know how i segued into dress but like uh i was noticing it today because today i'm super casual and now i'm in the guidance office right and so the people who are in principal and vp positions are often very dressed up. Like once you enter yes. the office, you're expected to dress nicer. And Andre and I talked about this when we first started our jobs yes. uh, this year. We were like, okay, like now we have to dress a little nicer. Yeah, uh, I think that closet, lasted two weeks. Yeah, my closet is full of golf golf shirts now. Because yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, I can't come in and just wear a t-shirt or wear like, you know, um, uh, soccer track pants like I was when I was teaching um, gym right? and, teaching as, uh, and teaching in the classroom as well. So it was a... It was a lot harder. I know for me, um, even Alyssa can attest to this. When she met me, when I used to like come to school, oh, nerdy, all the way up, <laughs> sleeves always covered because I've had my my uh, my tattoo I've had since I was like eighteen or seventeen, eighteen. So mm-hmm. always covered up. And I remember I went to an interview. Um, I'm sorry, I have two stories about dress that I'll say like really really quickly. One that made me change the way I dress when I come to interviews and come to <laughs> schools in general. Pajamagate? <laughs> no. no. Oh. <laughs> that story is locked in the vault. No one is ever hearing that story. Um, but the first one was I went for an interview for a, a grade six position. And I knew the other two people that were going out of the, because they, I think they select five people. So I knew the other two 
they had their interviews before me. Mm-hmm. I saw one come out as I was coming in. We're both dressed very similar. I'm dressed very formal. And if you know me, formal is not what I do. I don't do the whole dress pants, uh, tie, button-up shirt, unless I was going to interview. Mm-hmm. So when the first person walked out, uh, she looked like me, so dressed formally. The second um, person that did their interview, when he came out, he was in like a Canadian tuxedo. I was like, hold on, sir. <laughs> so I said, who said you're allowed to dress like this? And he was like, yo, I've gotten like two, three jobs here. Everybody knows who I am. What am I dressing up for when they know right? this is how I dress? And I was like, ooh, light bulb, never again. Mm-hmm. Right. But fast forward to my s- second story. Um, I had a, the my first uh, permanent interview that I had that I didn't get, obviously, because I'm here. But the first interview that I had, I had just finished a basketball tournament. Oh, okay. Just finished the basketball tournament, and the principal called me and said, like, hey, um, and he knew where I was, because it's a principal from a, another school. He knew that I was at this tournament. He's like, I know you're there. Come when the tournament is done. And it just so happens that basketball team won the tournament. So I'm hyped. Mm-hmm. I'm here. Th- I was thinking at first, like, oh, I'll go home, and I'll change, and then I'll, and I'll go to the interview. No, I stayed back. I'm talking with t- parents and all this stuff. I go to this interview like um sweater, mm-hmm. track pants, big um <laughs> um metal. big metal around <laughs> my neck from the championship that we won because I'm like this is how this is who you're hiring. This is like this is actually me. Yep. And I went into the interview and I didn't get it because of me not being me. They were looking I got a call back saying that they were looking for like someone specific which I was like, cool, whatever. And he was like, mm-hmm. if something else comes up again, I'll let you know. But by that time, I got my job that I'm in now. Um, So it was really eye-opening just to be like, okay, I could be this like super stuffy, not me, mm-hmm. and either have success or fail. Or I could be completely me <laughs> and have success or fail. So which one would I rather be? I I'd rather be me. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. And on that note... I'm wrapping this up today. Oh, for sure. Quick and easy. We're out here. Wash your hands. Don't be racist. No, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we still need shirts for that. I don't know if anyone's trademarked that in the last two years. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> we should make some shirts. Right? Who'd buy them? Send us a message if you would. Maybe we'll yeah. make some merch. Merch. Yeah. Teachers like us, merch. Oh, for sure. I'm about it. Merch. All designed on Canva. <laughs> <laughs> Hater. <laughs> All right, wrap it up. All right, so thank you again for tuning in for another episode. Again, you can find our podcast, Teachers Like Us, wherever you decide to put your subscriber money, whether it is Spotify or Apple or, like I said, anywhere. Mm-hmm. Look All for the us. places. All the places. Search us up on Google and listen to our past episodes. Thank you again for listening, and we hope to see you next week. Peace. Peace.